I'm ready to to bust Are a you pod near in the this mic? cast. No. <laughs> <laughs> there. Take two. I'm ready to bust a pod in this cast. Great. Uh, That's my new well, catchphrase. What do you think? Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And this is the end of a trilogy of episodes uh, in our little freeform season eight. And uh, Cameron suggested the idea of us talking about the albums, the first albums we ever bought and revisiting them. And yeah, uh, was it a mistake or were they good choices? Is there anything salvageable in there? Why did we buy those albums? What mm-hmm. stood the test of time, etc.? Exactly. And I, the thing is, I bought two at the same time. So that presented a problem. Uh, and we talked about the, the other one, which was now that's what I call music volume five. Uh, pretty lightweight, not much there. Um, you, we can't go as quite as deep on it, of course, because it isn't just like one album by one artist. And so right. I was like, all right, well, we got to do that with Dave Matthews Band, which was Cameron's first album. So maybe we should uh, do the other first album I bought, which is Blue by Third Eye Blind. I'm blue. Yeah, yep, yep. That's that the one. one. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bleu. Je suis bleu. bleu. <laughs> Je suis bleu. Bleu. So, uh, let me set the scene. It's a rainy night in Eugene in late 2000, and a fat little child in cargo shorts and fleece vest waddles up to the counter in a Barnes & Noble with two CDs in his greasy little hands (laughs) and (laughs) slides them onto the counter along with a uh, unnervingly moist pair of $20 (laughs) bills. Is, is, is this your residual self-image? If we were to, like, jack into the Matrix, would I just see this little Nathan? <laughs> yeah, of course. Were you wearing sweatpants? No, uh, I said cargo, cargo shorts. shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did wear a lot of sweatpants. I thought jeans were uncomfortable. Yeah. There was, like, a couple years where I refused to wear anything but sweatpants. Oh, boy. Yeah, so. I have so blue. much compassion on that little Nate. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this is a very interesting album to revisit. Uh, Cameron, this is the first time you've listened to it. Yes, I believe the only song I've ever heard off this album is Never Let You Go. And I've only heard it like a couple times, and I don't think ever the whole way through. Mostly this Ah. was a completely new experience for me. That's very good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah. yeah, Never Let You Go was their big radio hit off this album. I don't think it did as well as Semi Charmed Life. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So they were Third all Eye over Blind the place. Third Eye Blind is the jumper band, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's probably um, the song I know the best from okay. them. Working um, at uh, my old job, which was a sort of nonprofit uh, school of rock, if you will. Um, there was this one band of like it was it was like the one band it was like a family band of students 
and they were all siblings or cousins of each other mm-hmm. and they were all white and they were all into like late 90s early aughts um like soft rock adult contemporary stuff ah, like classic this. rock yeah <laughs> classic rock <laughs> uh and yeah they were always playing um yeah, they were just always playing songs that sounded like they would be theme songs for teen teen dramas, like the OC oh, or boy. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I, in fact, I think they did play one of what? Uh, Phantom. They did Planet? that one song that was like, "I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately." They did that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumper, and they um, did stuff like that. So yeah cameron side note uh what is the cutoff date for classic rock and does it move like uh oh like is it a great point this year minus 20 this year minus 30 or is it a specific date like 1982 i can't i don't really know how to if you're trying to make a joke out of this like no no joke no joke here (laughs) what (laughs) the joke was that that late 90s uh soft rock was now classic rock because it's yeah, no, like I 20, like that joke. 20 years old now. Yeah. Uh, no, I... Yeah, I... I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. Honestly, okay. I just really don't... I really don't care. Yeah, me either very much. <laughs> I just think it's like kind of an interesting like categorical division to think about. It's like, yeah, is the 80s classic rock? Early 90s? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think 80s... I think if it's in the 90s, then no. Okay. Oh, yeah. 1990s. Um, and then of. 80s is like starting to get into like glam and stuff. Yeah. But I think that's like a subgenre of classic rock. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of that in the 70s too. Anyway, Third yeah. Eye Blind, Blue. Uh, yeah, this Blech. they followed up their immensely successful self-titled first album in 1997. Uh, their hugest breakout hit was Semi-Charmed Life, although Jumper was also on the radio a lot from what I understand. And a couple other ones... Um, and Semi-Charmed Life is kind of a odd, problematic song. Uh, it's kind of sophomoric. Uh, I'll refer you to the podcast Punch Up the Jam, where they do a really interesting and hilarious episode about Semi-Charmed Life. And they point out all the stupid, immature shit that happens in that song. Um, <laughs> and there's just like, it's a lot about like crystal meth and stuff, which is it's just like, and it's talked about in a weird way. Um, but Third Eye Blind followed that up with this album in 1999. Um, and I don't know how you would describe the genre, but I would lean towards saying it's like experimental power pop. Uh, I liked describing it as adult contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> you could describe almost anything that way. Uh, <laughs> it's not very well, except it's not contemporary anymore. Yeah, I just love that that used to be an actual genre to describe <laughs> bands like Coldplay, and uh, I just get a real kick out of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, the adult industry, soft rock K one hundred three FM. Yeah, that was uh, the soft rock station in uh, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, probably still is. Okay, um, the thing, one of the things I like about this album is there is a lot of experimental stuff going on they don't really they don't like stay complacent after their first album um if i remember right that album is is kind of samey there's a lot of samey stuff going on a lot of really similar songs um but this one they're really expanding and trying new things and not all of it works 
but I appreciate that they're trying things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got, I got a little bit lost in the second half of this. Yeah. The first half is definitely stronger on this album. Yeah. I'll it, definitely have more things to say about the first half. Yeah. Um, it's also got some re- deeply weird things going on. Um, there's a whole song that's very odd. Uh, there's some very imagistic and discursive lyrics, um, which it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to say if they're poetic bluffs or if they're just, uh, like non sequitur images meant to evoke a feeling rather than like uh, a logical progression. You know, I was trying to break it down by writer because there's, I think three writers on this album. Uh, I think Stefan Jenkins has his, uh, has his, his hand in every song and he's the yeah. only in a fair amount of them. Yeah. But, um, also the bassist, um, uh, Arian Salazar. I don't know, dog. Uh, and who else? Um, Oh yeah. Uh, the, le- the other guitarist, Kevin Cadogan, uh, writes a lot of these songs and I was trying to break it down, but I was like, Oh, is it Kevin whose songs I don't like? Well, no, he wrote this song and that one's way different, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah. I can never really tell who's responsible for the stinkers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I think the temptation is to think of third eye blind as basically being Steven Jenkins. I think it's pronounced Steven. I'm not sure. Um, it's with an A. Yeah, that, it, that's it's a Stefan spelled, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's true. Stefan. This club has everything. Maybe it's Stefan. <laughs> Stefan? I knew a kid named Stefan when I was growing up. Yeah, he hated maybe it's getting Stephen. called Stephen. Um and uh yeah, in a couple of these songs, uh they're really going for that ally cookie. <laughs> they're they're a real ally cookie monster. Mmm, delicious. Mmm, cookies. <laughs> A is for ally cookie. <laughs> that's It'll good never enough be good for enough me. for me. Oh, I'm ah, so insecure. <laughs> <laughs> what you said is better. Damn it. Oh, yeah. boy. I hate when we say a joke at the same time, but your version is the same one, but better. Oh, Nathan, I feel the same way. <laughs> but in the reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, any other uh, any other general thoughts? Like, what's what, what, what did you think of this album? Just, like, overall impressions. Uh, yeah, first half I liked more. I was surprised to be interested in the lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there were some musical moments where I was, yeah, uh, I, I overall liked it. I'm not crazy about this genre. Um, mm-hmm. I try to be, you know, pretty, pretty open to all genres. Um, but I think everyone kind of has their, genres is just like the music has to be really, really exceptional in order for me to like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this kind of your era, genre is uh Dave Matthews style, uh, jam bands. <laughs> uh, yeah. See for a lot of people, it's like, that's an automatic. No, um, that's a deal breaker. But for mm-hmm. me, somehow that gets through a little bit, a little bit easier than for other people. But, uh, yeah, this like kind of, you know, uh, this kind of soft rock band, um, just like I mostly don't really care for soft rock. A lot of it is. Uh, it's just yeah, like some of it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's just like, 
it's not rock and roll, but it's using rock and roll like instrumentation and it's pretty chill mostly. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the term soft rock isn't, (laughs) it's an antiquated term, but it's like, that's what it is. And like, you could call indie rock soft rock, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you should. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You do love (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just sort of, um, easy to listen to uh <laughs> easy rock listening and roll music that's not yeah it's music <laughs> yeah, there, there's something just sort of bland about it to me mm-hmm. so uh, i could but, see that e- but that being said i found myself appreciating it more of it than i thought i would given that i have a predilection for um disliking this kind of music yeah so I can see that. Yeah. Um, I also, I think it helps that they, uh, have some, some dynamic structures in some of these songs. Like most of them have like uh, pre-chorus and refrain and bridge. Like they have lots of different sections and, uh, Steven, Steph, Stefan Jenkins, uh, changes up his vocal delivery or, uh, the vocal melody changes. And I think that does a lot to keep things interesting. It's not just like the re- repeating verse chorus over and over again some good stuff stuff to chew on stuff to think about chew 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 yum 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 yeah uh so which song do you want to talk about first well i'd be kind of interested to let's talk about 10 days late okay track three way to let you know funny how she always cried out daddy i got a big surprise Cameron, let's take a quick tangent and tell me what you know about the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, Iris. Iris is a song. That is a song by Google Dolls, yeah. Uh, Google Dolls. Google <laughs> the Google, Google Dolls. dolls. Let me, let me Google Goo Goo Dolls real quick. <laughs> the Boo Boo Dolls. I'll tell you some more. Uh, that's all I know is that the, the Lady Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls did the song Iris, which was in a Nick Cage movie where he was an angel and I didn't see it. Oh, is that what the one called Michael? No, or is that, that a different, movie different is pretty angel. fun. And that's John Travolta. As an angel. Okay. Um, the reason I ask is because they have a song called Slide which I think people take as kind of a romantic song and is like played at weddings probably. Um, and oh, I, I remember nice. the point at which I realized what that song is about. Um, and I had a similar re- revelation about this song. You know, I bought it when I was mm. 13 years old. Ah, um, yes. Yeah. So, so uh, the, the Goo Goo Dolls, the song slide, it has these lyric, they these lyrics. Don't you love the life you killed? The priest is on the phone. Your father hit the wall. Your ma disown you. Um, wow yeah it's it's about an abortion and the uh the the people the way people around her react to the abortion um yikes yeah so that's and it 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 sounds like maybe it's a little bit of a pro-life kind of stance yeah doesn't it yeah yeah with the with the court with the line don't you love the life you killed hey yeah. quick quick can- quick tangent uh the, <laughs> the, the uh, tangent to the tangent <laughs> Yeah, so 
it's it's been revealed that um the nathan Pyle, the artist behind those funny like cute alien comics is like a real gross pro-lifer um Uh oh oh no and uh, he's been saying some shit lately so uh apparently he's canceled which i (laughs) really uh reluctant to to say because it's it's so sad when someone who is so insightful in one way is so misguided in another way because that's the whole thing about those alien comics is that he's you know they say things in a weird way that makes you see the ridiculousness or the silliness of you know the things that we do as humans it's like a real uh, Kirk Vonnegut uh, shtick yeah, and it's like really, but it but it makes you feel silly and uh, good about yourself at the same time. Uh, so it's a real bummer when people like that turn out to have really shitty other ideas, and it makes you kind of question everything about what yeah. they do. So it's <laughs> like Orson Scott Card, you know, in yeah. his Ender's Game. <laughs> Although, books, if you, you know? read his stuff, no, that's not like the Ender series. You quickly get into some extremely weird shit. Yeah, and even in the Ender's Game series, there's some stuff that's like, wow, I don't know if you like women at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he does. Um, (laughs) So maybe we we should bring it back to the song, 10 Days Late. So I'm 13 years old. I have no idea what this song is about. I just think, like, maybe she's behind on her bills or she was supposed to meet this guy and is just, like, falling behind or something. Uh, And then at some point when I was much older and I happened to think about this song again, when I was older, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This song is about her finding out she's pregnant. She's 10 days late on her period. Um, And uh, the the first chorus goes, I'm in trouble now and it cannot wait. She's 10 days late. Boy, your life got complicated. Well, I can't wait to see this through. She's 10 days late, 10 days late. Yes. Um, And that, that bit about like, well, I can't wait to see this through is like, I don't know. That 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 part is maybe a little bit cringy. Like what, uh, what what is that about? What does that mean? I think I think uh he's the father in this situation. Well, or, yeah, you know, but what does he want to see through? Um whatever her choice is, he's going to support her. I, like I I kind of read that as sort of a cringy try hard like I'm going to be so supportive. I can't uh, wait I to see. be supportive. Um so uh there's some there is a there's a choir yes there is baby daddy keep your boo there is a very odd choir in the song Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's odd. straight up like you can't always get what you want. Yeah, kind of choir. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> they the say ti- the words weird. <laughs> yeah, they do. Time has come for you to choose, baby daddy. Keep your boo. Many blessings come to you, baby daddy. Keep your boo. That's weird. <laughs> the, the the way they use the word boo like that is just odd. Yeah, was boo used in the vernacular like that before? Because today it means your your S-O. significant other. Yeah, I think it was at that point. I don't think it was. So this is like she's making everywhere. a deci- decision about whether to keep the baby, and he has to make a decision about whether to, to stay in the situation or not. Exactly, and so right. that brings into the like the other dimension of the song, where 
he isn't quite sure how to react. And uh, the way he, like, uh, he says, I laugh, I don't even know why. And then there's this repeated line that's sort of like a refrain, talk back at the ocean, um, which is kind of like a weird and imagistic thing to throw in. Um, I mean, there's, it, isn't there like some common phrase about talking back to the ocean as, as a, an example of futility? Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Or the one about King Canute and how he uh, ordered the ocean to recede. Ah, he, I don't he, know that one. It was rhetorical. He was doing a stunt to show that God had power and right. he did not. Um, right. Yeah. So, th- but that, that refrain keeps coming back. I guess like you can't change what's coming. You can't, you know, there's no, there's no turning back this tide. Um, right. There's this, <laughs> these funny, funny lines. There's uh, in the very beginning, like as she's telling him, click your heels, feel you come for me carefree. She's got something big to tell me at the ocean talk back at the ocean there's no simple way to let you know funny how she always cried out daddy i got a big surprise she said she always was saying that <laughs> maybe during sex maybe she's a or she calls him daddy or something <laughs> daddy i got a big surprise oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't tell i can't tell if, if yeah. that's like the end of the sentence oh, it's funny how she always cried out daddy and then as a separate thought, I got a big surprise, she said. Or if she always cried out, Daddy, I got a big surprise. Because <laughs> that would be a very odd thing to yell during sex. Yeah. So so either, so either way, like, he's saying, like, oh, isn't it ironic, you know, or coincidental that, like, uh, she called me, she's always been calling me Daddy, like, in a, like, uh, romantic way. Mm-hmm. Or in, in a term of endearment way, and now I actually am the daddy, mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. It, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Don't, I really, yes, I really do think. <laughs> um, yeah, I, oh, the, I, of these songs, I really appreciate how often they're very specific and very grounded in specific moments. Um, mm-hmm. and this one is basically, it takes place in the span of probably like five seconds and it's all about the right. scene of her telling him. And, uh, at the, at the end, the verse is, uh, your eyes look for me to what to do. I can't lie. Uh, uh, I don't know at the ocean, talk back at the ocean. No one's laughing. Now what do I say you walk away? Wait, no, no, don't go. Give me a minute now to figure out my state. She's 10 days late and I'm never going to fade it. And I'm not, I'm not sure what yeah. that part means. You know, I, uh, I think this song affected me a little bit um, because I'm a dad. And there was a moment where it was revealed to me that I was going to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, I was there when Becca took the test. But, uh, you know, it also wasn't, uh, we weren't trying to have a kid Mm -hmm. um but i guess (laughs) you could say we weren't trying hard not to um at that point uh our attempts Mm -hmm. became uh less and less uh um we were less and less diligent the uh more i think we were ready to have a kid and then it happened but Mm -hmm. still i was taken by surprise and uh i i remember that feeling of like okay i know that this is like I know that this is happening to me, you know, and that this is <laughs> affecting me, but I also know that like more profoundly it was happening to my wife. <laughs> my wife. And 
Yeah, because she's about to have like a body horror, like <laughs> she's about to get Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, it's like a big bigger deal for her, obviously. You know, so mm-hmm. I remember that feeling of like, ooh, how do I support you and uh, feel my feels at mm-hmm. the same time? You know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so I kind of appreciated this a little bit that um, at the <laughs> the there is a moment where you're like. I have to choose. And even in that moment, I was like, okay, I like, I think there's, I think there's a uh, evolutionary kind of response in men to be Mm. like, I wonder if I should like peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, that's an option. You can run away. That's like Mm -hmm. the whole evolutionary advantage that you have. Yep. (laughs) You can sow your seed forever and keep running around the globe. Uh So I don't know. There's an element to this that I kind of related to, but uh, mostly I just I don't know. I sort of felt like it was uh, it was a song that was more about painting a picture than having something to say. Yeah, I think that's right. I don't think it has a ton to say except just to kind of capture this moment and uh, yeah. sort of talk through this man's thought process. I have one more thing to say about this song and um, a trend in the album in general, um, which was they they like to do this thing where they kind of end their songs with parting words um, yeah. that, aren't, that aren't used elsewhere in the song or like the specific phrase is a new phrase. And they do that with this song. And it's um, so weird. It, yeah. And it's very, like, they really hang a hat on it. Um, yeah. So. Uh, is it, let's see, parting words. Here we go. So in case you couldn't hear crawl that, up the bedpost. he says, crawl up the bedpost. Yeah. Apropos of something. Is <laughs> it? <could> say? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. What? It, and could those that lyrics aren't mean? anywhere else. They're not anywhere else in the whole thing. And it's very unclear. It's like, are you saying that some, a person should, or like, is it like an imperative? Right. Like what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, it s- smells like a poetic bluff to me. Yeah, but it's like not even. Yeah, it feels like they didn't even really try to make a bluff. It's just like, what are you doing, you guys? Such a. Yeah, it feels. It feels like a. I don't know. Uh, an obtusely artistic moment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, let's talk about, uh, Deep Inside of You, why not? Hell yeah. So warm, and they go deep inside of you. Oh yeah, and I know oh, that soft rock how do you like that oh the very softest of rocks the softest of rock yeah there's a couple of these on this album so Um, adult so contemporary (laughs) (laughs) it's almost too adult um so this is a song that tells the story of a relationship and a breakup basically oh yeah did you you not get the breakup did you not get the breakup part 
oh, I just didn't want it to be true. Yeah. <laughs> I was so invested in their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so it takes the phrase deep inside of you and it uses it in a couple of ways. And to head off the obvious joke or a question at this point, yes, he does use it to talk about sex at one point. I thought I muted that. What the fuck? <laughs> That's how you react to talking about sex? Uh, <laughs> bing bong. Hey-o, that's my new hey Bing bong. <laughs> Windows 10. <laughs> oh, my God. Please tell me that's going to be captured on your audio track, and it's not just going to be one of those phantom things. Uh, no, it was loud. I think it's going to make it. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't want our listeners missing out on that. Um, yeah. So, uh, he does talk about, he uses, talk about sex. He says, slide of her dress, shouts in darkness, I'm so alive, I'm deep inside of you. You said, boy, make girl feel good, but still, deep inside, still. <laughs> you said, boy, make girl feel good. <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> He's dating Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a sound sample of that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really dumb. Um yeah, but the the first verse is kind of sweet. When we met, light was shed, thoughts free flow. You said you've got something deep inside of you. A wind chime voice sounds, sway of your hips round rings true. It goes deep inside of you. These secret garden beams change my life, so it seems. Fall secret breeze. garden beams? Yeah. Pew pew. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, uh, secret garden beams glitter off the shoulder of Orion. Uh, tears in the rain deep inside of you, etc. <laughs> Um, and then the end of that verse is my thoughts are warm and they go deep inside of you, which is an odd thing to say. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. There's they, these are like some of these deeply no, weird they lyrics. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he speaks them to her and that's how they get deep inside of her. These thoughts <laughs> right in that noggin. Yeah. Deep, deep inside in that, that noggin. <laughs> uh, noggin uh, hard or hardly noggin. I'm going to get my thoughts all up in there. <laughs> I'm going to bust a my thought. Warm deep thoughts. Inside my you. warm, wet thoughts. Gross. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. So, as you can see from that... You that, nasty third eye blind. They are. From the lyrics um, that I read, these are some of the, like, kind of weird and imagistic lyrics that they, they get up to on this album. You said boy make girl feel good. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, it has these, I guess, romantic lines in the song. I've never felt alone till I met you. I'm all right on my own, and then I met you. Which, that's kind of an interesting and fresh take on, yeah. uh, on sort of a romantic impulse, I guess. I don't know. That doesn't seem bad. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem bad. It doesn't seem bad. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we get this interesting way of talking about a breakup. I would change myself if I could. I'd walk with my people if I could find them. And I'd say that I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to you. And I don't, I don't want to call you, but then I want to call you because I don't want to crush you, but I feel like crushing you. And it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I took for granted you were with me. I breathe by your looks and you look right through me and we were broke and didn't know. And then, uh, it's a very T-Pain kind of lyric. Yeah. 
I'm going to crush you. Uh, I'll destroy your body. Oh, romantic. Yeah, so romantic. <laughs> destroy. Uh, <laughs> boy, make girl feel good. <laughs> yep. Anything else to say about this song? Uh, I was just... <laughs> I was just reminded of how in uh, in Age of uh, Ultron, um, never saw it. Event Avengers Two. Uh, there's a scene between Hulk and Black Widow where she's like, you know, trying to like say, "Hey, we could be together," and he's like, "How would that even work?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, I hate this. Why is this movie doing this to me? That's oh boy. <laughs> I mean, such a shitty movie. <laughs> Can't she be in a relationship with Dr. Banner? Does it have to be Hulk? That, that's what they're implying, that he's just going to get angry, I guess. <laughs> I'm angry, Arnie. Destroy. <laughs> he turns into T-Pain. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Next song. What do you want to talk about? Next. Okay. We could talk about Never Let You Go, the single, hit single. Yeah. My friend Peter Oswald, who uh, is a wonderful cellist and I've played with in many bands. Uh, he told me something interesting once, which is he said the going from the five chord to the four chord is a rock, a rock and roll like convention. Like, hmm. cause in, in typically, typically, you know, the five chord is the, is the dominant chord and the four chord is the sub dominant chord. And this is starting to sound a little kinky, uh-huh. yeah, well. uh, but, uh, uh, so the, you know, the five chord is supposed to go back to the one, back to the tonic, back to the home chord, the home note. Um, it's the five chord is the chord with the most tension, um, but rock and roll is a little bit more modal in that it doesn't follow traditional uh, harmonic expectations. And you have these things where it goes from one to five and then to four and then back to one. So um, there's a quality of that that makes it sound... Yeah, not nearly as tense, and the tension comes from the instrumentation as opposed to from the harmonic, you know, dissonance mm-hmm. and setting up an expectation. Is that what happens um, in this song? This, all over it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Da, uh, da, 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 in that intro that we just heard. Oh, it ends yeah. on the four chord. Dun, 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 dun. Um, that's like a total, yeah, like kind of rock and roll um, effect. Um it's just sort of lacking intention. It's just a little bit too easy to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is a very But it's catchy and it's easy song. going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like, oh, I think maybe that's why I sort of lose interest is because of that element, you know? Yeah. I. This is the, the catchy one that caught my ear back in the year 2000 uh, that made me want to buy this record. I heard it on the radio. I was like, oh, oh really? Yeah. I think this I, was the uh, kryptonite. This is the kryptonite of the, the third eye blind. Yeah. I think yeah. I had like taped it off the radio too, back when people did that. Um, I was right third at the tail end of that eye blind era. doors down. Yeah. That's the mashup. Yes. Everyone exactly. wants to hear. Oh boy. You I taped would, it. Y- uh, yes, I did on a cassette tape. Wow. 
Yeah. That's great. I know. I was, I was right at the tail end of that era where you could still get away with that. Um, yeah. So I, I was obviously very into this song when I was a kid. Um, but looking back on it now, I'm, I kind of see it as a fairly cynical um, attempt to follow up on the success of Semi-Charmed Life with uh, ah. a fa- somewhat similar song and just kind of like a bright, poppy radio hit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they sort of intentionally did that. Like, this this song is mostly chorus and pre-chorus. I'll never let you go over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got weird lyrics. I'll never let you turn around. You're back on each other. That's a good idea. Break a promise to your mother. <laughs> turn around. You're back on each other. What the fuck? What? Yeah. So, <laughs> is this just a song about, like, uh, a, a lady that he doesn't like, and but they're together, and he should let her go? Is that what it is? Yeah, the the beginning lyrics are, there's every good reason for letting you go. She's sneaky and smoked out and is starting to show. It's weird that he changes pronouns there. Letting you go, she's sneaky and smoked out. Does, yeah. Does he like, is he addressing uh, this person and then he turns <laughs> and addresses the audience about this person? Yeah, we need that that like page at the beginning of plays where it says who all the characters are right. and their relationship to each other. I feel like he's doing one of those address the audience speeches from a play where the the convention is that the other characters can't hear it. He's like a soliloquy. Yeah. An aside. Um, do you know that song Fuck You or Radio Version Forget You by um that uh person Green? who thinks that it's that it's not rape if the person's sleeping? Um, wait what yeah (laughs) the wait whoa hang on okay the song fuck you oh wait you're saying the person who did that song CeeLo green yeah is a rapist yeah he got canceled a couple years ago because he uh (laughs) said some bullshit what the fuck um but anyway that song as catchy as it is like it the uh the first second and third person are well the second and third person are he's constantly changing without warning between them and it's like is this song to the woman who has left him for a more interesting man or is the song to the man who she's now with now and he just switches back and forth with abandon and uh it's like really sloppy and bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think most people just didn't really care because um catchy hmm well, I, pu- I pulled up the uh, CeeLo Green page on Wikipedia, and it says, um, oh, what? He had a sexual battery court case? Oh, no. Oh, that sounds about right, too. That's I forgot about that. bad. Ah, uh, shit. Never mind. Ugh. Why, why is everyone so awful? Because <laughs> they've been allowed to be for a very long time. Yeah. I'm glad we're starting to not let them get away with some of that shit sometimes yeah yeah you and me nathan yeah it's you and me against the, the <laughs> we the are world. the gatekeepers yeah we're the ones changing society for good oh boy i i i see i noticed that you have a sound sample called never let you go why don't i hate this oh yeah i think that's uh his like uh, uh speak singing section. yeah he's got like a spoken word rap break and it's surprisingly palatable yeah but I still feel you pulsing like sonar from the days and the waves. That girl is like a sunburn. I would like to save. That girl is like a sunburn. I would like to save. She's like a sunburn. I, I, I think it's because he knows how to have a melodic 
but non-pitched contour. Mm, interesting. Like it just, it, he kind of de- delivers it in a Bob Dylan-esque yeah. way. And I think it kind of works. Yeah, it definitely isn't just like and monotonous. the rhythm is good. Um, it's a little bit odd. And then the lines that he says are, uh, that girl is like a sunburn I would like to save. Yeah, parting, parting words again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like, what does that mean? And then it fades out. Is, the, is it like some sort of odd metaphor where he's like, being with her feels like I've been sunburned, but it's like I want to be sunburned. And I want to like make sure that the stun, sunburn t- sticks around so i keep exposing myself oh, to the sun again saving the sunburn what is that even that's that's what i'm saying like yeah <laughs> <coughs> i like i like that girl is like a sunburn i think that's good yeah but it's, I it's would cool like to, to hate women that's cameron bad. <laughs> i agree no no i like the, you know the idea that someone could have that kind of effect on you yeah. it's like oh i'm enjoying this and then later on you're like oh i'm actually that was bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i should have like protected myself and i didn't <laughs> you know i think that's a cool metaphor yeah i agree i agree um yeah. but yeah i would like to save that's bad I, I it would have been way more effective if it was without that yeah when I was a kid, I thought it. I thought he was saying that girl is like a sunburn. I would like to say, and that is right. is better. Although those those I just would, like me. I would like to say end. what I just said, and I did. <laughs> I w- I would like to, and I did like to. I liked it. I liked it when I said it just now. Yeah. Uh, so the mood rings, the bracelets, and the beads. Is he just sort of like? I remember the stupid things, the mood rings, the bracelets and the beads, nickels and dimes, yours and mine. Did you cash in all your dreams? He's just sort of like shaming her. <laughs> and yeah. like, it's hard to say if it's earned or not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. the stupid things is kind of like, a sh- it feels shared. Like they kind of were sharing these stupid things, probably in that 90s, right. like ironic way of like, huh, let's get mood rings. <laughs> Wouldn't that be stupid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I totally understand you and how you, how your feelings work. You know, <laughs> I definitely don't like so need a, just be a for, ring for jokes. Oh shit, that's ma- I don't need a color coded. <laughs> that's making me think of the song "Mood Rings" by Reliant K. Yeah, fuck that song. Yeah, they talk about it in Good Christian <laughs> Fun because it's the worst song. Oh boy, um, yeah, hot takes on a Christian band. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped listening to that show because I was just like, you know what? I think I'm as, as fun as the show is, I think I'd feel better if I just didn't think about Christian culture at all. Like, <laughs> turns out that's a lot more fun. It's just to yeah. not reference back to it all the time. I agree. And that's also what I do. Except for occasionally in passing with you, you know, but. Yeah. Are we but not constantly like talk an hour about. And a half every week. Yeah. We constantly talk about apologetics. We haven't mentioned them yeah. for a while, though, I guess. Well, there it is again. Oh, no. Scratch out your bingo cards, everyone. Yeah, we done did it. All right. Uh, let's talk um, about um, an ode to maybe. Why not? I like that. Yeah. There's so much falsetto singing on this album, and I, I actually really, really like, like a it. Woman singing. <laughs> it sounds like a woman singing. I think so. 
Like, it sounds like a really natural and sweet falsetto that sounds like a real low, not a falsetto. Oh, a real low green? A truth setto. Huh. Now you're making me doubt myself. Backing vocals. Well, no, it's nah, Arian it's Salazar. It's the it's the bassist. Yeah, yeah. it is falsetto. Yeah, so it's a, it's a dude. So th- this has such an interesting first verse. It uh, it takes a hard right turn into surrealism right at the end. Lead in night at the laundromat, and I'm staring at you pulling clothes from a dryer, and I'm wondering how I got here because it seems somehow I keep getting stuck in the mire. I need this more than I knew. And I let you down and I said, I'm sorry, but the light, it falls on my castle walls and my basketballs pelt me with bricks in my dreams. So nope. <laughs> he just took, he just took some LSD at the laundromat, I guess, or he briefly ta- transmogrified into Salvador Dali or something. <laughs> the basketballs, they have arms and they're holding bricks. Yeah. I think I saw that painting. It's, uh, it's yeah. there's like the melting clocks and then there's the basketballs throwing bricks with their arms that they have. <laughs> oh my God. It's so weird. I can't even tell if that's a poetic bluff. It's just isn't so a surreal. Brick a term isn't brick a term in basketball playing. Uh, rock is a, t- is like a slang for the ball. I don't know about brick. I'm trying. I feel like that's like when I was playing uh, NBA Jam, like it would say Brick. I think you're thinking of the movie Brick. Oh, yeah. JGL. Yeah. Brick, a shot attempt that hits the rim and bounces off like every time I play basketball. Oh, Uh, what? It's actually a thing? Whoa, maybe there's actually uh, meaning to this. Yeah, a bricklayer is one who repeatedly shoots bricks. Oh, so maybe... Uh, maybe the basketballs like bounce off and hit him. Maybe it's like a, a, yeah, a in Sisyphean his in his dreams. Now it's not surreal. I guess so. Uh, it's still in my, in my dreams. I'm bad at basketball. <laughs> not like real life. I wish I, was I wish I was a baller in my <laughs> dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even good at basketball in my dreams. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Um so I guess that that gives a little bit more meaning to that line. Um What's this song about? Um I think it's pretty clear from verse 2. If I could bottle my hopes in a store-bought scent, they'd be nutmeg, peach, and they'd pay the rent. And I'd ride a horse and I'd teach a course on how I got to be a star-crossed pimp. And then there's a drum break. He goes pimp, 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 wimp. <laughs> I wish I had a sound sample of it. No, oh, I do. I do have a sound sample of the uh, what they call a drum break. Ah. Uh, but I think it's it's like a lo-fi. F- um, the quote uh, the sample is labeled "Ode to Maybe They Are Funk Musicians." Yeah, maybe a little ironically titled. Uh-huh. So he just I I like that the genius has like no attempt to um transcribe the just incoherent babbling at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought you did a good job. <laughs> oh, I might gonna live forever, boy. Tonight, oh, you're a clever boy. Well, maybe. No. 
You never say goodnight. Oh, I oh, might. I might. <laughs> yeah, so I guess um I guess it's it's, it's a real uh, flirty song. Yeah, it's a it's song a about possibility in the sense of like an ode to maybe uh like maybe you can succeed or something what it says tonight well maybe what you need i hope it finds you i don't know it's feels very hypothetical and abstract uh yes i agree um that rhyme dryer and meyer um I appreciate the way that he sings it. He doesn't try. To, he doesn't sing like my year um, to like really rhyme with dryer. He just says it as a one syllable Meyer. Mm. And I think it. Uh, I think he deserves props for that. Let's give him some props. Let's prop him up. My. He, he, yeah. yeah, he could have like really leaned into that. That's and he true. Didn't. Yeah, I think it's better that way. They they do some the, some fun things with rhymes and <clears throat> um, internal rhyming at points and stuff on this album. And uh, in general, I feel like his singing is not super annoying most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Nice, Stefan. Yeah. All right. What else you want to talk about? We're well... going right through these songs. How about we talk about let's let's talk about wounded? Yes. Is this the ally cookie song you're talking about? Yeah. Well, that and ten days late. I thought the part where he's like, well, I yeah. can't wait to see this through. I feel like that's a very like yeah. begging for ally cookie. Yeah. But this song, wounded, the second song is probably the one I have the most to say about. Understand what happens after dark, but my fingers catch the sparks at the thought of. Touching you when you're so this is a song written to a friend who uh, has been the victim of some sort of violence. Uh, Genius says it's about a Stefan Jenkins friend who was sexually assaulted. It doesn't specifically say that. It just said there was a guy who put his hands on you. Um, now, is it really a friend? Because there's these lyrics, but my fingers catch sparks at the thought of touching you when you're wounded. I don't really know what those lines mean. Um, it seems like it could say, like, uh, like it's too sensitive, maybe. Mm. Um, but it really seems like it's like a sexy thing. I guess. I don't know what to take that, but you could also say like catch sparks is like fire. Like he's angry or something yeah. like he wants to go beat this guy up or whatever. I don't know. Th- those are like, no, it says his fingers catch sparks at the thought of touching you, the you being the woman yeah. in this song when you're wounded. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like those are kind of a poetic bluff line and they're vague enough that I don't really feel like I can, base much interpretation of the song uh, on them let's look at the genius lyrics oh boy justin ochoa says he wants to help her in a way he can he's not claiming to understand what she's going through but wants to help her along the way to recovery so he can be special to her 
Uh, Cross Atlant 5 says, This is less innocent and more complex than that. The idea of what happens after dark is evocative of the darker part of human nature, which he's been pondering the whole song, contemplating her abuse. And somehow, as a result of everything, he's actually getting excited by the idea of being uh, the healer here. Which, there might be some truth in that. Uh, so it's both that he wants to help her and happens to be turned on by her, and also that he's turned on by the actual injury itself. Well, I don't know. It kind of lost me there, but yeah, I, I, I think know. maybe there's some sort of admission that he like <laughs> is looking for cookies or that he wants to be the savior in the situation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Those lines are just. I just am still just lost. Not even a genius can explain them to them to me. And boy, there are some geniuses annotating this song out there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. Do you want to read the sort of worst offender? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So in verse two, uh, it has the lines. Now it's fall and your shoulders get tighter. Nervous flicks on the lighter boots. Th- that's such a great fucking detail, by the way. Nervous flicks on the lighter. Uh, yeah. If you've ever seen people just kind of like compulsively like flicking the lighter um either to ignite or just to, like make the spark um nervous flicks on the lighter boots you're pissed off poets your women's groups and the friends with you you should well you should we should have known this fool well i guess we missed the mark so my fingers catch the sparks of the thought of them touching you now you're wounded and let's see um i think uh, on the line boots you're pissed off poets your women's groups Justin Ochoa says, sounds like she may have developed such a hatred for men that she's turned into a lesbian. (laughs) She's wearing combat boots now and has become a fan of women's rights organizations. And let's just say that he has 15 downvotes on that. Or sorry, a net net score of 15. Now 16. Because I dogpiled on there. And, uh, oh, whoa, this is the first time I've seen uh, someone who is explicitly identifying as a woman on the genius. Someone named Lauren who says she's not turned into a lesbian, but become a feminist and proponent of women's equality after recognizing the patriarchal world she lives in. And thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. And that has nine net score, positive nine, that is. Man, so if that's the truth, then why... <laughs> Is the sanitation still up? Like, what? Do, yeah, what the what fuck? What do we gotta do to? I guess it's just like whatever is the first annotation just stays up. <laughs> what a shitty platform <laughs> that we use. This is so dumb. Why do we use this website? It fucking sucks. It's still the best one. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, oh! In in the next lines, and the friends with you, we should have known this fool. Well, I guess we missed the mark. And Justin Ochoa says, if the previous lines were a hint at her deciding to be a lesbian. Because you just decide oh to be a lesbian. You, know, you just decide. These lines confirm that notion. He's, he's still not giving up on her. Even though she's thinks she's a lesbian. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So bad. Um, speaking Once of... Once again, the, uh, mm-hmm. he, the uh, comment on that, on that uh, annotation is, he's apologizing on behalf of himself and the rest of their social circle for not realizing that her previous lover was abusive yeah i guess that's what that part correct and the friends with you we should have known this fool i guess that's what that line means that like yeah we should have known that this guy was going to be shitty and abusive toward you yeah i kind of appreciate that i think is probably one of the stronger verses on the whole album yeah i agree 
And musically, I think it's pretty good. I have a sound sample. It's the one that says, uh, this is a nice rhyme and rhythm. Yeah, I do like the internal rhyming on this. Now it's falling, shoulders get tighter. Nervous fits on your lighter boots. You pissed off poets. Your women's groups. Yeah. That's nice to listen to. It is nice. I agree. Yeah. Um, it has some kind of cringy opening lines uh, that every time I hear them, I'm like, it's still kind of put off by them. The guy who put his hands on you has got nothing to do with me. And the bruises that you feel Oof. will heal. And I hope you'll come around. And like right away, I'm just like, oh, fuck, this song is going to be terrible. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I think this song does a decent job at, you know, it's always tricky uh, when men are in relationships with women, uh, are in like friendships or family relationships with women who have been gaslit or abused. Um, And it's like, you don't want to just be a guy who's like telling a girl like that her feelings are wrong right. <laughs> or challenging her necessarily. But within certain relationships, it's like, no, maybe you've like earned the right to like challenge a person on like their attitude, you know? And, yeah. uh, so I definitely had some feelings of like, Ooh, is this, is this song going to be good? <laughs> you yeah. know, but ultimately I don't think we've said this yet, but this is a song about, um, wanting th- this, this man, the speaker in the song, is wanting this woman to re-engage. Right, um, yeah. In his social circle, because she's, like, um, backed away from it, uh, because uh, he suspects that she is, like, um, yeah, kind of retreating because right. of the hurt that she felt. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of appreciate that, and I think I especially like the lyric um, at the end, which is another parting word, but I think a more effective parting word, which is, um, uh, all I know is we're missing you. Show up, show up, wounded. Show up, show up, wounded. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like a really lovely idea, which is like, we know that um, when you're wounded, you're not necessarily going to be as graceful as when you've got all your things together. You may lash out, you may, you know, be at times less fun, but we still love you and we want to see you. And so come up however you are. Yeah. I mean like come out and and join us even if you're not at your best or even if you're afraid of like, you know, being a burden Yeah, um, because you're less easy to hang out with than before. So I think that line uh, salvages the entire song and um, yeah, it's dispels it, any worries that I have about it. Yeah, right up until it kind of like teeters on the point of going too far for a lot of the of the song. There's one chorus where he says, "Let me break it down till I force the issue," which is a very weird thing to say. Uh, That's a bad wording, and I don't even yeah. know what that means or if it's that intentional. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like he's saying. He's, I guess he's like trying to challenge her, like you said, in a way, maybe, I don't know. Um, till I force the issue, you never come around and you know, we miss you. And so that's repeated throughout the the song is like, yeah, we miss you. We're missing you. Um, and there's a way you could, 
I don't know. Like, I guess you could read that as a sort of neediness of like, yeah, we miss you. We miss what you do for us. And, you know, we want, right. We want you as like, um, to fulfill our needs in this way or whatever. But as you say at the end where he says, show up, show up wounded. It's like, yeah, even show up, even if you're wounded, like just show up, we're missing you. Yeah, totally. Cause it's like, uh, ultimately what he's saying is like, come hang out. And that could sound like, like, oh, like you're being such a wet blanket. Like you're just like taking yourself too seriously, but it's like, no, I actually do want you to be around, even though maybe the activities that we're doing are like casual and light. Um, like he's, I think he's trying to say something deeper, which is like, even if what we're doing is, uh, maybe inconsequential or like not, um, as, doesn't seem as urgent as what you're doing. It's actually is important because you, these are healing activities to spend time with your friends where you're not thinking about your pain. Yeah. And there are parts of the song where he explicitly talks about her in a very empowering way. He has these lines, you're the marigold till you're walking down, shaking that ass again. And you walk on baby, walk on, you walk on, on and on. You're an angel in the pit with her hands in the air and we're missing you. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, should we listen to the sound sample of the parting words? Yeah. That in isolation yeah. just makes me think it's like a song from Rent or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. This could be a song from Rent, maybe, I guess. Yeah, the, a, lot of, a lot of the sounds in this album are... You know what? I think the reason I dislike the soft rock sound is because... Not to bring us back to uh, religion again, but <laughs> uh-huh. it is the sound of uh, contemporary worship music. That's um, true. And, it's, and it still is. And it sounded the same, you know, ever since the early 2000s. And, mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's uh, not a fun place for me to <laughs> hang out in mentally. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's all a little bit triggering. So yeah, yeah, like emotional rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tender, tender rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Sweet you rock and sweet you roll. Um, all right, what should we talk about next? Let's see what songs are left. Um. Let's talk about farther. There's some interesting things to dig into on that one, I think. Yeah. Not not musically. So this is, uh, I appreciate that third eye blind is often writing songs that are about something um, because it's very hard to talk about songs that are not about something. Um, So this is a song about post breakup and how he feels more and more distant from this person. Um, But at the end he, okay, well before we get to that, um, Let's see. Uh, the chorus goes, I'm farther from you every day. All right, yeah, I'm farther from you every day. 
Um, there are these lines in the second verse. Uh, talking to myself, pass by. I miss you, but not the face you make. Like when you found me out for the fake I am. So easily you see through me. What do you do to me to make me treat you so bad? I keep hoping Ooh. that you'll speak to me. Ooh, and I, bad. That is bad. I really, really hope that that is ironic because it's right after the lines to say that where he says, you found me out for the fake I am so easily you see through me. Like uh, this could be an example of him being a, a fake or a dumbass or something when he says, what do you do to me to make me treat you so bad? I hope that's yeah, what he's going for. To, yeah. Even if that's what he's going for, I think that's a failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um i don't really like the way stefan talks about sex almost ever um and there it's no different in this song the first verse uh, oh, i think boy. about it nightly how you opened up your life for me why are you still lonely though i'm not the type who begs thinking how you'd open up your legs yeah uh so yuck yuck don't have said that <laughs> unsay that unsay it it's my new new catchphrase <laughs> yeah uh you have a sound sample called this is some real b-side bullshit can't wait. uh i don't remember what it is <laughs> oh i can't then let's discover it both okay. shall we What the hell that means? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are of the earth. No, you said you are of the earth and I am of the sky. I don't even know what the hell that means. You're um, one to talk, Stefan. Mr. Yeah, come on. Basketball's pelting you with bricks lyrics. and shit. <laughs> Why can't women just say what they mean? <laughs> <laughs> they need a mood ring or something. They're always throwing basketballs, which are throwing bricks at me. <laughs> the basketballs are themselves getting dreams. thrown. <laughs> the double throw. Yeah. Um, I think the, they're always melting clocks on me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the most interesting lines are at the end of this song. Uh, he says, farther from you every day. All I think about is waiting and all the people we are fading into. I think that's a really interesting way of thinking about identity um as sort of like not something you necessarily choose you just kind of like fade into this identity or you fade into a new personhood um it reminds me of this poem actually by william stafford called an archival print Um, i don't know this one yeah it's really good uh the opening line is god snaps your picture don't look away so that's like setting up the premise and then there are these lines, the camera wide open stands ready. The exposure is 35 years or so. After that, you have become whatever the veneer is all the way through. And then the last line is, hold it, don't move. That's you forever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a little bit bleak. <laughs> yeah. Like you have 35 years to establish your identity. And after that, it's like, that's it. You can't change. And, yeah, I've uh, heard some people say some similar things. I wonder yeah. to what extent that's true. Yeah. I do think that as I get older, I am feeling less of an inclination to 
make uh, wild swings in my identity. I don't want to just be like, yeah, I'm the uh, the blank guy. Like, I'm the unicycle guy. Or, like, this defines my identity or whatever. <laughs> That's not not a random uh, <laughs> It's not, not a random a hypothetical. example. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I used to be unicycle guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was never good and, at uh, it. And uh, you, you, you mean that literally, but also in the, like, metaphorically yeah yeah i was like oh this is gonna be what my deal is like that's yeah that's my deal i'm i'm unicycle guy that's like i'm the kind of guy who has <laughs> and uses a unicycle uh-huh yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um so those are interesting lines i like that all the people we are fading into um but then <clears throat> he gets kind of shitty and sounds kind of abusive he says, farther from you every day. And I think about you dying years from now, never having known who you are. Oh, this gosh. could be a big mistake. And to me, it sounds like he's saying, yeah, you're going to be on your deathbed and you're going to regret that you broke up with me. It's oh, a big boy. mistake. Yeah, it's, you won't even know who you are if you break up with You just never discover your identity. So, I mean... Is that what he's saying? Is that yeah? Is that it, it sounds like that to me. Yeah, it's like a real patronizing jerk. Yeah, I think we 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 a while back talked about um, a lot of the there was a lot of songs in the '90s where men were being super patronizing towards women. Yeah, you remember that? There was like a Garth song. Yeah, they're about, just sort of like hopelessly, you know, kind of quirky or uh, unreliable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because of their, uh, you know because they're too broken or whatever yeah, by the yeah. world or too weak. There's gen- a general sense that like women are weak in the uh, in 90s songs by men. Yeah. And uh, maybe not coincidentally uh, a general <laughs> uh like a uh, vibe of um uh women are violent and and aggressive and angry from 90s songs by women (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's like a real fuck you which is it's like i totally see where you're coming from yeah yeah um yeah i wonder if i wonder if anyone's written like shitty songs about alanis directly oh god certainly they've acted towards her with you ever listen to Kool-Aid's album yeah (laughs) does he have an album no, no. <laughs> it's called uh, Coolier Than Thou. It's pretty good. You'd probably name it that. <laughs> the Return of Bruno. <laughs> um, let's talk about Camouflage. Not because it's a good song, but because I just want to highlight one specific really funny moment in it. All right. So here's Camouflage. <laughs> this entire song the entire fucking song it is very it's clear so that you are obnoxious. not supposed to hear or understand any of the lyrics this is simply oh, a soundscape and that's it and uh you can tell why when you read the, the supposed lyrics because <laughs> they're total bullshit the ver- first verse justice comes into your life and then you'll know you'll know you'll know justice comes yeah, yeah, you'll know you'll know yeah 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 you'll know you'll know Justice comes. Justice, let it come. I get the justice coming for you and I. 
I get the joy when it comes, my joy. I get the joy when justice comes to everyone. Uh, why does a willow weep when all I can see is the trees grow? Uh, all in camouflage, everyone I know. We walk along like a sequel. You're a cameo. You've got your joy, so find the people of your own. It's like a shitty slam oh poem. Yeah. A Thousand Julys is also like this. It's also written by Kevin Ked- Cadigan. Kevin Cadigan. Cadigan. It's just like a bunch of uh, weird flexes. Yeah. <clears throat> Give me the ball. Give, Give me, me the ball. It all. Give me it all. Big orange ball. <laughs> we both spontaneously started reading the same bullshit. A big orange ball. Roll up I over rock the, the big line. I rock the backyard. Be a dreamy color, even on a winter's night. Thinking George Surratt, afternoon bathed in the light. Get your joy. No matter who says it's right, their cover's blown. Find the story of your own. Oh, my God. It goes from weird basketball brag to, like, pretentious allusion to George Surratt. It's like, ugh, come on. Here's the here's the bridge. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's oh, part. That's, that's the part. Okay, okay, okay. In the geometry of... I kind of love that moment. <laughs> yeah. Some Tom Yorking a little bit. Yeah. It's like, but he's, in the geometry it's of like a glam Tom per- York. Yeah. Let me read this uh, dumb lyric. Oh real God. Quick. Yeah. In the geometry of prison prism of my, of my eye will flow. Are they just transcribing the echo? <laughs> Is that what's going on? I think they're just transcribing the echo. Probably. I ask the questions and wonder why, only to roll in a big orange ball. There's that ball again that floats in the summer sky. It's called the sun. Secret words never to be printed. Take it up from the underground, proactive and soul. Play a vital role. That's that's what you are. Don't you just hate it when you ask the questions and you wonder why, only to roll in a big orange ball. I just hate it when that happens to me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ah, beans. What a relatable song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it's uh, getting near time. Should we talk about Darwin? Yes. And then let's call it. Yeah. So this is a pretty bonkers song. <laughs> this is the last song. Then cut out on the date. And now it's much too late. Way to go. Way to go. Nailed it. Uh, in case you missed the lyric in that sample, it was, and a spaceman fucked an ape, then cut out on the date. And now it's much too late. The spaceship has escaped. Let it go. A little baby. <laughs> I always thought it was where'd it go? Yeah. Where'd it go? And it might be. Yeah. So this song was uh, deeply, deeply challenging to a uh, dumb little weird 13-year-old kid who uh, grew up very sheltered and was not allowed to participate in pop culture or indeed the larger culture of this country at all, really. Uh, yes. Very like sequestered and homeschooled no less you got some cosmic bestiality going on yep <laughs> we got some weird like ancient aliens uh but as a porno yeah 
Yeah. Some evolution. Uh, so that's Some evolution in here. That's super weird. I can't tell if they're actually, if they're saying like, yes, this is literally what happened or if it's like a metaphor or if it's just like they're a goofing or what? Well, showed up in my snakeskin boots, blame it all on my reptile roots. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit references some lyrics in this yeah he says about uh, as, the grandson about as of an alien wears his snakeskin boots and shows his reptile roots he shows his reptile roots i kind of like that i thought it was funny <laughs> yeah i guess so i mean i guess didn't mammals evolve from reptiles at some point or something i'm not yeah. I'm, no, I'm no biologist why did you ask me yeah, I didn't. I wish you'd <laughs> why stop did you stop talking. Why did you ask? Cameron, why? <laughs> oh, I like the the <laughs> the annotation on this. Uh, someone says, this could be a reference to the belief that all animal species, aside from unicellular organisms, microbial life, and pre-reptile species, have evolved in one way or another from reptiles, dating back to the periods of time in which dinosaurs, capitalized, roamed the earth. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. And then the other option is a reference to the, quote, reptilian alien entities. And then the rest of this entire comment is in a parenthesis, which says, which is an unlikely reference. However, I am not the artist and therefore cannot draw this conclusion out. (laughs) At all genius annotations. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just mentally going to append that to all annotations from now on. Yeah. I'm not the artist and therefore cannot draw this conclusion (laughs) out. That would be a little more generous of a reading of most of these annotations. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so this is a silly and weird and kind of dumb song. It does get pretty damn existential in the chorus. Uh, he says, we're lacking something good, something good. Is this all for nothing? Oh, good. Something good. Yeah. Which is like pretty heavy. Yeah. I like so much to say a lot more in terms of sort of existential humanity songs. Yes. I, I agree also, but it's like, I don't know to, to have the the cosmology of your universe or you know the third eye blind uh cinematic universe to be that <laughs> aliens came down and had sex with apes and that's where humanity came from and that's why we're missing something we're missing some spark or some divinity or whatever it's uh yeah it's pretty pretty challenging from for a sheltered 13 year old christian kid man i really thought when it said spaceman i thought it meant like a astronaut because uh, you know they because oh. you know they also put like apes out into space or whatever that's true maybe that is what it's about <laughs> no but i think your reading makes a little more sense yeah uh like well, who's the who's the monkey that was in space Leica, or is that the dog i don't remember maybe maybe there was a cosmonaut just chasing after that monkey and like catching up and then opening up the capsule and going to town <laughs> Can't wait till we get to space and can do whatever we want. <laughs> it's international waters. <laughs> There's no law In but space, the sea. No one can hear you say, "Daddy, I got a big surprise." <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh shit. Yeah. All right. Shall we uh, stop there? Yep. Yeah. Good album. <laughs> it's it's better than uh, I think I expected it to be. Sure. Yeah, especially after like revisiting my idea of Third Eye Blind and mostly dismissing them as kind of shitty. Um, yeah. Particularly after hearing the Punch Up the Jam episode about semi charm Life. Right. Baby. I, I, I want something else. I just remember being completely scandalized by the, ly- by the, the idea of smelling sex. <laughs> <laughs> 
that wait it's just like <gasps> cameron that's marcy playground that's not third it's it's the completely uh sound alike indistinguishable band uh one hit wonder marcy playground wait what song are you talking about i'm talking about uh semi-charmed life oh do you know what's happening do you know what's happening you're talking about um, uh, i smell sex and candy here well the first time i ever heard either of those songs was <laughs> This is hilarious. In the uh, Weird Al Polka uh, medley. Oh, yes. So I think that they're the same song in my heart. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbass. Yeah. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're they're both much better songs for being in that Polka medley, because that Polka medley slaps. He's a legitimately great Polka musician. Yeah, he's really good at it. (laughs) (laughs) All right uh okay well until next week where we're doing a, a listener bracket right that's right yeah we're gonna choose we're gonna decide season nine season nine mother truckers yeah we're taking i'm really excited about who's on my bracket mm, i think i know i don't know I think who's you on yours teased it for me yes i think i told you yeah. everyone so you wouldn't double it up <laughs> yep that's actually a good plan but then that means i get to surprise you haha <laughs> take that yeah yeah so mine are all listener suggestions i th- i i'm gonna try to make mine or most of mine listener suggestions too yeah i might throw in a few of my special and you special can ones. keep throwing in suggestions on the D- on the discord but we will be recording it before this episode comes out so yeah new suggestions will not be in the brackets no but maybe future brackets yes and then Speaking uh of which Y'all should join our Discord. 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 Have a little chat with us. That's mostly where we live on the internet, other than uh, our you know boxset.website. Yeah. We're just chatting away with the listeners of the show, and we'd like you to come join us, make some artist suggestions, chat with other people about music. Uh, yeah, a bunch of real, real cool dudes and dudettes and uh, gender non-binary uh, dudes. <laughs> can can dudes be used as a non non-gendered term i'm a dude she's a dude we're all dudes hey okay all right (laughs) that song i think clearly laid it out that's that's a good point i hadn't thought of that yeah Yeah. i mean i mean it like really uh sweetly i'm glad that we have a somewhat uh diverse uh gender identities on the discord it really enriches our conversation i agree all right. Well, until next week with the bracket episode, you can visit us online at boxset.website. The link to join the Discord will be in the show notes. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, if you could write us a review on iTunes, that would be really great. Oh, that would be so nice. That would be so nice for us. Um, if you tell your friends about the show or talk about it on social media, that would also be super groovy. Uh, and if you want us to keep making the show, go to support.boxset.website to see our Patreon and kick us a few bucks. <laughs> Yeah, or we'll shoot this dog. Or we'll shoot this dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was... Re- Cameron's referencing my referencing of something. Uh, I don't know what you're referencing. Okay. Well, uh, there was a famous cover of National Lampoon magazine where it said, buy this magazine or we shoot this dog. And there was a, a okay. photo of a, a man in a suit holding a gun to a dog's head. It's pretty good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good joke. I feel like that's the kind of, that's almost like a what, the joke that Cards Against Humanity would make these days. Same style. Yeah. Anyway, those wacky, wacky dudes. <laughs> those wacky, wacky and dudettes. And, and yep, keep and going. Non-binary do, dudes. Do it all. Yep. <laughs> Cover all your bases. Yeah, great. You you done did it. 
All right. Well, until next week with the bracket, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm an ally cookie monster. <laughs> I've been Cameron DeWitt, and that's my secret, Captain. I'm always boy, make girl feel good. <laughs> oh, boy. I was way too pleased with myself to deliver that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of broke character a little bit. absolutely should not have been. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh shit, dog.